getting in the workforce today. There's missing characteristics of people that are joining the workforce, whether you're joining it as an entrepreneur or joining it as an employee. Time management, goal setting, communication are three of them. Where technology has taken us, I think people lack the confidence to actually communicate face-to-face, let alone on the phone. Mm. If you're going to be in the service industry or you're going to be in business, you got to understand how to work with people. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Curtis Christofferson. Curtis has 20 years of qualified experience in health and fitness industry, founder of Workout and owner of Innovative Fitness. Welcome to our show, Curtis. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So you spell it W-R-K-O-U-T. That's right. Yep. Workout.com. So still pronounced workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I switched up my routine this week. I started doing yoga. What are your thoughts on yoga for physical health? Oh, at the end of the day, it's not only is it a, is a, a long lasting program and practice, but for mobility and flexibility, the, the older that we get, the more important it is. There's studies that show that if you can't get up and down from the floor and have the hip yes. mobility that you need, that's a, a primary indicator of longevity. So I mm-hmm. totally support yoga and I'm happy Good. to hear that you incor- incorporate that into your practice. Yeah, I had the band of one of our guests here on the show. I didn't buy his actual product. I got another one and is pretty much the same concept, but they're bands with a bar. And I've been using that. And then that's exactly what happened. My sister shared a post saying that do this test. If you could pass this test, that means you're going to have no issues when you get older in the more senior years. So I couldn't do it. And then I said, okay, maybe I need to switch over to more flexibility driven strength type of workout. And I said, hey, yoga might be a good thing. So actually done my third day today. So another day, and then we'll see how next week goes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me moving from a traditional fitness model to a digital platform like workout, how do you see this type of innovation in the fitness world? How is it helping or impacting people? Yeah. I've been in the health and fitness space for the last 22 years as an entrepreneur. And, and when you look at the fitness industry, it's obviously a long lasting industry from the standpoint of being physically healthy and fit and sports, but it's not like most industries, whether it's the accounting industry, the finance industry, that technology has essentially supported those industries for a long period of time. There some of those industries have had great technology opportunities 15, 20 years ago in fitness and the health and wellness industry. I think technology is just arising and it's only going to grow further and further, whether it's through data collection, whether it's through how we look at our blood profiles, all the way to platforms and tools that allow us to run our businesses more effectively and efficiently. So I think COVID and the pandemic accelerated platforms like Mm, Workout. Yes, It helped because out of necessity, it was one of the biggest industries that were impacted. And when fitness professionals and wellness entrepreneurs didn't have a home or their physical locations were closed, they were had to rely on digital products to connect with their consumers. And so 
I think it's only going to accelerate even further. It's an industry that's mm -hmm. growing rapidly. The mm -hmm. consumer is continually looking at their own health and wellness. And so I think technology has to keep up with the demand in the industry. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So I was impressed when I read that you're Canada's top trainer, which is pretty incredible. So how do you mentor and help teams that are over a thousand trainers? How do you help them excel? And if there's any tips on how people can nurture such huge groups. Yes. Yeah, so I have a in-person team that's over 250 employees and over a thousand online oh. trainers. Um, so a total of mm -hmm. actually probably now closer to 1700. And I think at the end of the day, technology, whether it's Zoom or other connected broadcast solutions, it allows you to connect with people all around the world. And we have trainers in, in most continents. And for us, it's important that we educate, inspire, and motivate these individuals that are either cutting their teeth in the industry and or are experienced entrepreneurs themselves. And we train and work with and have people that work with us that have some of the best athletes and this, some of the best celebrities that they train, and they're still working aligned and aligned with our brand and business. But it is, it's a challenge that many people, you know, but you now in today's world, whether it's uh, webinars or one-on-one -on -one conversations through digital media, such as Zoom, that we're able to obviously have these connections to motivate people and inspire them to run their business. Mm. So it's a franchise model? Depending on the physical. So the, on the physical side, we have 23 locations and we have a variety of number of franchise partners. And then on the digital side, they become affiliates of our you know, platform. Mm. And those affiliates, a little bit different than a franchise model. They're part of our platform and they represent their own business, but they're affiliates associated, very similar to CrossFit. They're affiliates of a bigger platform and a bigger brand. Being affiliate, does that mean they have to actually do work in that business? Meaning, do they actually have to provide a service or they're just sharing the opportunity? A little bit of both. Like we, they, they obviously have to deliver a service, but how we actually hold them accountable to how many services they do and the number of hours and who they work with is all up to them. For us, they utilize our technology and we support them with not only the tools and the platform to effectively run their business, but also at the same time, we support them on building their business, gaining customers, things like that. Okay, so what does the program look like for them? Is it for weight loss? Is it for conditioning? Is it for a specific a skill? What exactly does it entail? Yeah, the, the great thing about wellness and, and particularly in the fitness industry is that most uh, either online coaches or personal trainers are, are catering to the needs and goals of, of the customers. So like we have a variety. We have, we have some of the top golf coaches in the world that coach some mm. of the highest profile PGA players all the way to someone that's oh, wow. looking to get off the couch and lose the last 10 pounds. It, it depends on the customer's goals, needs, abilities, interests, injuries, physical history. And so it can be a range of things that our trainers work with people on. Cool. Consistency is huge. How do you keep things consistent across that many locations and that many partners? Is there any major lesson that you uh, learn while expanding? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite books is The E-Myth, and I've read it like three or four times. It's one of the driest books and the first book I read in business. But, you know, that motivated us to systemize a personal service as much as possible. Everything from 
how people answer the phone all the way to how to how people are greeted when they walk into the physical location or online for that matter. And is it, are we a hundred percent all the time? No. Do we have to continually remind and enforce and support the same similar messaging so that there's consistency a hundred percent. And the reality is that I think leadership, just like fitness, there's dis there's discipline that's required to be consistent. And those are the mm-hmm. two major things in, in business uh, and life. In order to be consistent, you have to be disciplined and you have to have discipline to be consistent. So those two things are super important. And I think you need to do that. If you're going to be great in business, you got to be consistent as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mindset is a big component of this as well, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I always say mindset over mechanics. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Said. So you have that incorporated with your new partners and and franchise owners, for example? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. And once again, I relate fitness into business quite a bit. A lot of times Mm. in, from a leadership perspective, we can go in and give tactics or tools or it doesn't matter what industry. And the reality is that a lot of times people need the mindset to actually do the work. And it's the same thing Mm -hmm. with fitness. If you look at fitness and wellness holistically, you have physical over here and then you have social, spiritual, intellectual, emotional, like that's mental. Mm -hmm. That's all the mental. Yes. And I just said Mm -hmm. five spheres and four to the five are mental ones physical. And so Mm -hmm. I always, I always challenge wellness uh, professionals that if you only focus on the physical, it's like focusing on the mechanics and yet the Mm -hmm. mindset and the mental are 80% of the battle. And so it's the same thing Mm -hmm. with leadership and business. At the end of the day, how are you inspiring and enrolling people into your vision versus Mm -hmm. actually tactically in my industry, teaching people how to be good trainers. There's one side of running a process, showing up and delivering mm-hmm. a physical service. And there's another side mm-hmm. that how do you enroll employees, franchise owners, affiliates into a bigger vision purpose? So it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah I definitely it's, agree. It's, yeah, we say that success is 90% uh, 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 mindset and 10% strategy. There's some yeah. that even say 97 percent uh mindset three percent strategy because the minus mindset component is the the engine the the heart the the power behind the venture and then you figure out the rest you'll figure out the rest you'll get if you have the right mindset yeah so yeah that's great if you had to do this all over again can you share what would be your number one go-to technique or strategy to get the growth that you did this time around? I would say that I probably look, looking back, what I'd either do differently or what I've learned over this process of being an entrepreneur and launching our last business, it would probably be understanding the needs of the user before we launched Mm -hmm. our product. I think so many times as entrepreneurs, we're people of a vision. We want to make an impact in the world. We have an idea and we, we, take that idea and we put it into action and we bring it to the world, but that either world might not be ready for it, or it might be missing the mark in terms of product market fit and, and what the user actually needs. Just because it's something that we think is a good idea, or just because it's something that we need, that doesn't mean everybody needs it. And so I think there's, there's an art in understanding and evaluating 
where the white space and opportunity exists and how we actually mm-hmm. evaluate that specifically before we go to market. Because I think we waste, in the digital world, you waste a lot of time, energy, and resources trying to find that fit bef- before evaluating it or when you could have evaluated before you actually went to market. Mm-hmm. That's quite common, Curtis. In business, we get very much emotionally connected to the idea and we fail to sometimes even study the market, like you mentioned, to see if it will be accepted or maybe there's some changes that need to be made to that idea. But yeah, it's unfortunate because we end up wasting a lot of time that way. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So scaling a business is exciting and challenging. Yeah. Can you share a challenge that you faced that was unexpected when you were growing this business and then how you handled it? Outside of the pandemic? (laughs) Outside of the pandemic, yes. Outside of that. Um, Yeah, you know what? So I was 21 years old or 22, actually 22. I was 22 years old. I came home and I told my parents that I was going to take a $450,000 line of credit out to start my business. And that's, in today's world, (laughs) that's a million, million and a half dollars that I decided at 22, I was going to take out as a loan to, to start my entrepreneurial journey. And, and I had little, I mean, when we talk about growing up, we have the paper roots and certain little entrepreneur type initiatives, but, but not Mm -hmm. like this. And I think the biggest challenge I had is that the first three years of my entrepreneur, like entrepreneurial journey was quite successful. Like I, I initiated at 22, I opened my business in 23 and I had paid off that, that debt and that loan within three years, not your typical, usually it's in, in our industry, five to six as an example. And I, it provided me with the confidence to do more and scale more and obviously not only invest myself, but invest in the business, but it didn't always come that easy. And I think on one side, if it didn't do well, it would have taught me that a little bit earlier on. It would have taught me a little bit more struggle, the impact, how difficult it it can be. But on the other side, if I didn't have it, if I didn't have the success I had early on, I might've not had the confidence to go and do more. Mm -hmm. For me, I look at it, it, nothing's free and nothing is generally easy. And the faster it rises, usually the faster it falls. Quickly after those first three years um, of growth and, and success, I witnessed at that time, I was probably 26, 27. I was employing people older than myself. And I didn't have the professional maturity to really handle some of the relationships in the business, whether it was our teammates or clients. In, in our industry, it happens all the time that people evolve in the business, they have relationships with the clients, they move on and they take the clients. And I don't think professionally, I was mature to deal with some of those exits and transitions. And so I look back and life is full of a lot of lessons and same with the entrepreneurial journey. So I, I think, I, but I was young and mm. I think you got to learn that lesson at some Good. point. I feel like, yeah, better you learned it then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's great. So you have a lot of various types of experiences uh, from your journey. What do you think differentiates a health and wellness individual 
as a successful business owner and not so successful? What habits or what qualities that you notice that set them apart, the successful ones? Yeah. I talk about even just getting in the workforce today. Like I think there's, there's missing characteristics of people that are joining the workforce, whether you're joining it as an entrepreneur or joining it as an employee, time management, goal setting, communication are three of them. I, I think mm-hmm. we, where technology has taken us, I think people lack the confidence to actually communicate face to face, let alone on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that is a skill set that if you're going to be in the service industry or you're going to be in business, you got to understand how to work with people and communication is a big part of that. So that's, I'd say mm-hmm. number one, time management. I think the most if you want something done, give it to a busy person, as they always say. For From a time management perspective, I think it's incredibly important that people manage their time. Business is not nine to five anymore. And so it's already difficult to manage a, manage a life outside of work. And if you aren't effective with your time, your calendar, and how you get shit done, by the end of the day, it's, I think that's going to be a key, you know, a key characteristic on the success people have. Goal setting, a lot of people aren't really great at goal setting. And I think goal setting comes down to not just your physical goals and not just your business goals, but your life goals. What does that look like? And I think if people don't master the skill of goal setting, then they get overwhelmed because they're doing too many things at once or they're, or on the flip side, they're becoming complacent and they don't know how to actually reset or restart new goals, whether it's in a business or in life. And so those three areas, I think, are, are three areas that I think early on set people apart. And then to the point of consistency and discipline, in order to be consistent, you got to be disciplined. And if you're not someone that has the, the discipline to be consistent, that's what, that's what a lot of life is all about. Whether it's building trust mm-hmm. all the way to executing a, a plan, you have to be disciplined to, to be consistent every single day. I like the point about the goal setting because majority of us have goals, but they're quite broad. They might be, I want to be successful. And I had that type of goal as well. And in our program, what we we do with our students is we clarify that first because we are goal-seeking organisms. We need to have a target. We need to be going after something. And then we need to make that a believable state. We have to make that a new self-image within our subconscious to believe that it's possible. And then we operate from that place and we make decisions from that place. We take actions from that place. It creates more fulfillment, it creates more ease. So yeah, that's a definitely really important point that we, we might not give it the attention that it really needs for where we need to go in our life. Yeah. 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 So Curtis, can you share how would this look for someone that wanted to join your program on both the location side or the affiliate side, uh, any kind of information that you would like to share about your business, anybody's listening that is looking for a shift in what they do? Yeah, for sure. Two businesses, Innovative Fitness and Workout. Uh, You can always check out both of our websites, innovativefitness.com or workout, W-R-K-O-U-T.com. And there's, you can access us through both of those sites as both a trainer, a wellness professional, and or even a consumer of both the physical and the digital services. And then for myself, uh, if you go to my personal website, curtischristofferson.com, you'll notice that I 
do a weekly newsletter. It's called Healthy Ambitions. Really, it's the no BS guide to, to build a fulfilling entrepreneurial life. And for if anybody that wants to not only be in the industry that we're in, but build a business and a life that's has a level of fulfillment and is holistically well-rounded, I think that newsletter is for you. Both of those areas you can look at, you can find us and uh, you can explore to be a part of the, be a part of the community. Great, Curtis. Thank you so much for sharing that. Wishing you all the best with this venture. Oh, by the way, is it various countries or is it just in Canada or US? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right now, just because of language barriers right now, most English speaking countries, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. across the globe for sure. Great. Thank you, Curtis. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on our show. Awesome. Thank you. Audience. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to this, if you listen to this episode, Leave us a feedback. Tell us how you feel, any recommendations, suggestions, or if you enjoyed the episode, if you learned something new, please let us know. If you're watching this, remember to subscribe if you did and turn the notifications on so you get more of these wonderful guests that we bring on the show. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.